0: Dear loving Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege of life once again. We are also grateful for how you have sustained us and how you have provided for us. We thank you, Lord, for forgiveness of sins, for the ministry of the holy angels, and for giving us your Holy Spirit. Blessed be thy holy name, O Lord. We commit ourselves to you now and we ask that as we go through your word, that you help us not to wrest your word out of its true meaning, but to rightly divide the word of truth, that by your grace, the lessons we will learn now shall help us to come nearer to Jesus and that his character may be ours. Please put your words in my mouth and help me, Lord, to speak blessings to all your children who are listening. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. CONFLICT AND COURAGE NOVEMBER 24 NO NATIONAL BARRIERS Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now, send men to Joba and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon, a tanner. Whose house is by the seaside, he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Acts chapter 10, verse 4 to 6. The explicitness of these directions, in which was named even the occupation of the man with whom Peter was staying, shows that heaven is acquainted with the history and business of men in every station of life. God is familiar with the experience and work of the humble laborer, as well as with that of the king upon his throne. My heart is made very tender, as I read of the interest manifested by the Lord in Cornelius. Cornelius was a man in high position, an officer of the Roman army, but he was walking in strict accordance with all the light he had received. The Lord sent a special message from heaven to him, and by another message directed Peter to visit him and give him light. Cornelius was gladly obedient to the vision, thus was the gospel brought to those who had been strangers and foreigners, making them fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. The conversion of Cornelius and his household was but the first fruits of a harvest to be gathered in. From this household, a widespread work of grace was carried on in that hidden city. Today, God is seeking for souls among the high as well as the lowly. There are many like Cornelius, men whom the Lord desires to connect with his work in the world. Their sympathies are with the Lord's people, but the ties that bind them to the world hold them firmly. It requires moral courage for them to take their position for Christ. Special efforts should be made for these souls who are in so great danger because of their responsibilities and associations. From the story of Cornelius, we learn that God will lead everyone who is willing to be led. He led Cornelius. He drew out his servant's heart in prayer. He prepared him to receive the light of his truth and he chose to enlighten the mind of Cornelius through the agency of one who had already received light from above. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is, No National Barriers. And we are looking at the story of a certain Cornelius. Cornelius was not a Jew. He was what we'll call a Gentile or a heathen. But through him, the prophecy of the Lord was going to be fulfilled. Because God had also the Gentiles in mind when he sent Jesus to die on the cross, and it was not for the Jews only, but including the Gentiles, which most likely includes you and me if you are not a Jew. The Bible says in the book of Acts 10, verse 1, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now, send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose name, whose surname is Peter. He lodget with one Simon at Tana whose house is by the seaside, he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, and he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And I'll just say here, Peter saw a vision and the vision was something that he didn't understand. Unclean foods were given to him and he was told, Peter, arise, kill and eat. Three times he said to the Lord, No, I have not taken anything unclean or anything that is common. He would tell the Lord, Not so, Lord. I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. This happened three times and then he woke up. Now in verse 17, he says, Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that feared God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee Then called he them in and lodged them And on the morrow Peter went away with them And certain brethren from Juba accompanied him Amen I'll stop here now in this story of Cornelius and Peter Let us now learn some lessons from Cornelius Cornelius had an angel come to his home What was it about Cornelius that brought the attention of heaven and brought an angel into his home? Acts chapter 10 verse 4 when the angel came to him, the angel said to him, Cornelius, it says, and when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And the angel said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. So, what brought the angels to Cornelius' home? It was his prayers and his alms, not one alone, but both of these things. As far as the Lord has not changed, as we read in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, where God said, For I am the Lord, I change not. And as far as this holds true, the same God who took note of the prayers and alms of Cornelius is taking note of our prayers or the lack of it, and our arms or the lack of it. What does that teach us? The same lesson we were learning yesterday concerning the woman Dorcas or Tabitha. Her prayers, her alms and her good works was what made the Lord to resurrect her. We learned a very important lesson yesterday. The usefulness of Dorcas to the work of God spared her life and the Lord gave her uh, not just healing now but resurrected her from the dead. Again today we are seeing that God takes note of your prayers and your alms, your good works. Cornelius was a devout man, living up to all the light he had received. He was striving to obey God. Acts 10 verse 2 says he was a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms, not just small, but much alms to the people and prayed to God always. How is your prayer life? Do you pray to God always like Cornelius? Cornelius was in touch with heaven, but he didn't know that heaven was so much in touch with him. Angels of God were near to his home, though they were not visible to his eyes, and the reason was this. Cornelius made himself known to heaven by his good works not just in living a righteous life that's what the bible says he was a devout man that means he was living a righteous life but secondly he was fulfilling what we read yesterday in the book of james 1 verse 27 pure religion is this to visit the widows in the affliction to also help the fatherless and to keep himself unspotted from the world we need to learn pure religion pure religion is a very important thing it is not enough for us to just know the word of God and preach it, we must do. The word of God says that if we are hearers alone and not doers, we are deceiving ourselves. May the Lord help our souls. We need to be hearers and doers, and that is what will make us unspotted and devout men. And then we need to go further than that. Like Dorcas and like Cornelius, we need to help the needy. That is pure religion. Make sacrifices. Let us not be like the rich young ruler. We have the example of Zacchaeus, of Matthew, of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have the example of Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea, the example of Cornelius. These men, they had wealth, but above all, our Lord Jesus, the wealthiest ever, and how did he use it? He spends it on people to help the needy. That was what Cornelius was doing. I think enough said on that. We need to learn to make sacrifices. It will pinch you. There's, there are blessings. Yes, the Lord said He will bless those who do good. The liberal soul shall be made fat. There is that scattereth abroad and yet He increaseth. There is that withholdeth more than it is meat and it tends to poverty and then the lord says give and it shall be given back unto you a good measure pressed down shaken together shall the lord return unto you all these promises are there yes but let it not necessarily be our motive let's not be motivated that oh if i give i'll get more back no be motivated with compassion let the feelings of the infirmities of others touch your soul to the point that you are willing to inconvenience yourself for the sake of other people let it not be that selfish motive that we see today that is being preached in many churches where they tell them to sow seed and then the Lord will increase for you. While it is true, there are promises in the word of God for this. But if you keep having that in your heart as your motive for giving, then you are selfish because you are not giving to help them, it is for yourself. You are thinking of yourself while giving, though God will bless me. Think of others. And this was what brought angels close to the home of Cornelius and not just close, but he communed with them. The Lord has not changed. And if we do the same thing today, we will get the same results. We also see something about Cornelius god took note of his prayers he says thine alms and thy prayers are come as a memorial before god amen we need to have a good prayer life luke 11 verse 5 down to 13 there god said unto jesus said to his disciples which of you have uh, shall have a friend and shall go unto him at, at midnight and say unto him friend lend me three loaves seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Amen. In this illustration that Jesus gave of someone who asked, He was asking to give, and that's how Cornelius' life was. He was giving alms and praying to God, and while He is praying to God, God was blessing Him so that He could bless others. We need to learn to ask the Lord so that we can give, not necessarily financial things, but ask for wisdom, ask for knowledge, ask for skill, ask for things that will be a blessing to others so that you can give to others. This is the kind of blessing that the Lord is showing us an example of here in the book of Luke 11. Reading from the book, Christ Object Lessons, page 146, we are told, you need not go to the ends of the earth for wisdom for god is near it is not the capabilities you now possess or ever will have that will give you success it is that which the lord can do for you we need to have far less confidence in what man can do and far more confidence in what god can do for every believing soul he longs to have you reach after him by faith he longs to have you expect great things from him he longs to give you understanding in temporal as well as in spiritual matters. He can sharpen the intellect. He can give tact and skill. Put your talents into the work. Ask for wisdom and it will be given you. Amen. End of quote. So that's another lesson there prayer but back to the lesson we're talking about about giving it's very important that we understand this thing two times now in the life of dorcas in the life of cornelius we are seeing that god takes clear note good record of those who spend themselves for the sake of others unselfishly to help the work of god and to help others the book of 2 Corinthians 9, reading from verse 6 to 9, says this, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according as he proposeth in his heart, so let him give, but not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work as it is written he had dispersed abroad he had given to the poor his righteousness remaineth forever amen so here is a promise telling us that depending on how much we give that's how much we receive even the Bible tells us Paul says it is more blessed to give than to receive and we can see truly the life of Cornelius Dorcas, the blessing uh, bestowed upon those who make themselves the givers. The Lord will bless you. If you have wisdom, take note, do not even think that the giving here refers to only financial things and material things. Some people have time and intelligence and tact and wisdom just the breaking down of the word of god if you sacrifice your time to go and teach others who are in need and you are giving you are giving as much as those who are giving money perhaps even more because you are giving them something that is worth more than gold you are giving them the treasure hidden in a field you cannot compare the giving of the word of god to the giving of money money does not save the soul but the word of god can do that so it is in all these things you give cheerfully so bountifully give as much as you can sacrifice your time your energy your resources your intellect your wisdom to give to others how not grudgingly or of necessity but god loveth a cheerful giver let it come from your heart and you'll receive a blessing now another lesson we look at in this story of cornelius is the knowledge of god how much god knows about every one of us Jesus said that the number, the hairs on our head are numbered. That is, not just that He knows how many they are, but they are numbered. He knows number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. He knows number 300,000 on your head. And when they fall to the ground, He doesn't just know that one hair has fallen, He knows the particular one that fell, the position it was in. He perhaps, I don't know if He has a name for them, but He knows the exact one that is the detail that God has about our situation and about our lives. We read in the devotion, Conflict and Courage, page 334, paragraph 2, the explicitness of these directions in which was named even the occupation of the man with whom Peter was staying shows that heaven is acquainted with the history and business of men in every station of life god is familiar with the experience and work of the humble laborer as well as with that of the king upon his throne end of quote amen and truly this is the case what we see here is the explicit knowledge of god not just of people but even of those who are drawing near to him you know in the book of john 10 reading from verse 11 there to 16 jesus said i am the good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep, but he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and liveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. And then in verse 16 he says and other sheep i have which are not of this fold them also i must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd amen this work the lord had begun to do with cornelius cornelius represented that other sheep which was not of the first fold of the apostles and disciples of jesus other sheep i have jesus said and he was supposed to bring them to join the other uh, the first sheep on his flock And this is what the lord was doing with cornelius the intricate knowledge that jesus had concerning cornelius shows us how close heaven is to earth and how much he knows of every one of us and it's a comforting thing to know reading from desire of ages page 479 paragraph 1 we are told as the shepherd leads his flock over the rocky hills through forest and wild ravens to grassy nooks by the riverside, as he watches them on the mountains through the lonely night, shielding, the f- shielding from robbers, caring tenderly for the sickly and feeble, his life comes to be one with theirs. A strong and tender attachment unites him to the objects of his care, however large the flock, the shepherd knows every sheep, every one has its name and responds to the name at the shepherd's call, amen. As an earthly shepherd knows his sheep, so does the divine shepherd know his flock that are scattered throughout the world. Ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture are men. And I am your God, saith the Lord God. Jesus says, I have called thee by name, thou art mine. I have graven thee upon the palms of my hand. Ezekiel 34, verse 31, Isaiah 43, verse 1, and 49, verse 16. Jesus knows us individually and is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He knows us all by name. He knows the very house in which we live, the name of each occupant. He has at times given directions to his servants to go to a certain street in a certain city, to such a house to find one of his sheep. Every soul is as fully known to Jesus as if he were the only one for whom the Savior died. The distress of everyone touches his heart. The cry for aid reaches his ear. He came to draw all men unto himself. He bids them, follow me, and his spirit moves upon their hearts to draw them to come to him. Many refuse to be drawn. Jesus knows who they are. He also knows who gladly hear his call and are ready to come under his pastoral care. He says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. He cares for each one as if there were not another on the face of the earth. Amen. He calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. He and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. The eastern shepherd does not drive his sheep. He depends not upon force or fear, but going before he calls them. They know his voice and obey the call. So does the Savior shepherd with his sheep. The scripture says, Thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Through the, through the prophet Jesus declares, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. He compels none to follow him. I drew them, he says, with cords of a man, with bands of love. Psalms 77 verse 20, Jeremiah 31 verse 3, and Hosea 11 verse 4. In page 480, paragraph 5 then says, The Savior would have passed through the agony of Calvary that one might be saved in his kingdom. He will never abandon one for whom he has died. Unless his followers choose to leave him, he will hold them fast. Through all our trials, we have a never-failing helper. He does not leave us alone to struggle with temptation, to battle with evil and be finally crushed with burdens and sorrow. Though now he is hidden from mortal sight, the ear of faith can hear his voice saying, Fear not, I am with you. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Revelation 1 verse 18. I have endured your sorrows, experienced your struggles, encountered your temptations. I know your tears. I also have wept the griefs that lie too deep to be breathed into any human ear. I know think not that you are desolate and forsaken though your pain touch no responsive cord in any heart on earth look unto me and leave the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed but my kindness shall not depart from thee neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed saith the lord that hath mercy on thee isaiah 54 verse 10 however much a shepherd may love his sheep he loves his sons and daughters more jesus is not only our shepherd he is our everlasting father and he says i know mine own and my own know me even as my father knoweth me and i know the father john 10 verse 14 and 15 What a statement is this? The only begotten son, he who is in the bosom of the Father, he whom God has declared to be the man that is my fellow. Zechariah 13 verse 7. The communion between him and the eternal God is taken to represent the communion between Christ and his children on earth. Amen. Because we are the gift of his Father and the reward of his work. Jesus loves us. He loves us as his children. Reader, he loves you. Heaven itself can bestow nothing greater, nothing better. Therefore, trust. This, I have read, has a lot of lessons for us. As we look at the life of Cornelius, he was a man in a high position. And then we look at Simon the Tanner, a man in a low position. And then we look at Peter, another Simon, he was an apostle. Different locations, yet Jesus knew everything about them. These words I have read makes you understand. You see, you may have your own struggles. Whatever trouble you are passing through, you may have struggled with sin for a very long time. Do not cherish the thought that God is looking at you with this mind of annoyance and anger and hatred, no. The lord pities you like we read he knows your struggles he doesn't just know the house you live and the place you are staying in and your name and the hairs on your head being numbered not all that he also knows your struggles that is what we learn from this the intricate knowledge of the lord concerning these people in the different positions shows us that god knows what you are passing through and he is willing to help you just as much as he was willing to help cornelius you need to pray then god heard the prayer of Cornelius and the statement made was that his prayer has come up as a memorial before God. You may be falling constantly into sin. Continue to pray. Your prayer will come up as a memorial before God and the Lord will send his angel to help you. Persevere. Jacob like wrestle with God. Plead with him. As Cornelius prayed, continue to pray. Continue to strive. The Lord will hear your prayer. Again, We must understand that missionaries are needed because, you see, people like Cornelius, as we read in devotion, they are people in high position. We read in Conflict and Courage page 334, paragraph 6, today God is seeking for souls among the high as well as the lowly. There are many like Cornelius men whom the Lord desires to connect with his work in the world. Their sympathies are with the Lord's people, but the ties that bind them to the world hold them firmly. It requires moral courage for them to take their position for Christ. Special efforts should be made for these souls who are in so great danger because of their responsibilities and associations. End of quote. Perhaps you may be among those who are like Cornelius now. And you are listening to this. Like we have read, it will make a, it will take a sacrifice for people in a high position to follow the Lord. It is not an easy thing, truly. The Lord himself said that how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. You see, you, but it is possible. The example of Zacchaeus teaches us that. Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea, it teaches us that it is possible. So, if you are in such a position here in this, trust in the Lord, and do good like Cornelius. Trust in the Lord. Give alms. Live a life that is free from blame. Remove your hands from iniquity it may cost you something you may have to sacrifice something maybe some friends may be lost you may lose some of your possessions sometimes because you are trying to maintain your integrity to tell the truth and you are in these high positions because a lot of lies are told to maintain positions these days and a lot of deception is done to do that too to maintain the position trust in the lord and do what is right the example of daniel tells us that it is possible to be a devout man and still be among the high and mighty people of the world let the grace of god come into your heart be touched with compassion concerning those who are around you give alms do good and live a holy life and the lord will bless you angels will come close to your home as they came to cornelius and may we also be ready to minister to such people when we see them i pray that these words we have heard today shall inspire us with that courage that is needed to do the will of god in these matters and also that we may be comforted to know that god knows every detail about our lives and the knowledge of this detail does not make him to hate us rather he pities us and is willing to help us it is now left for us to respond we read that some of those whom he has drawn to himself they do not respond and there are others who do respond may we be among those who will respond to the call of the lord that we may be drawn towards him let us pray Thank you, dear Father, for your mercy and love. Thank you, Lord, that you know us by our name and you know our situation. And I pray, Father, with what you know, please help every soul who is listening to you now. We have our own struggles and we are grateful to know that just as you came to the house of Cornelius and you heard his prayers, that you will hear ours too. We ask, Father, that by your grace we all shall come into the knowledge of our lord jesus lay every sin down and the one that easily besets us and be victorious at last thank you father for hearing our prayers and thank you for answering in jesus name of bread